Welcome to What Have You with Rachel Jankovic and Rebecca Merkel. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome back to our all new podcast. What have you? I'm Rachel Jankovic. <laughs> I'm Becca Merkel. I'm just curious why is it all new, Rachel? Because we haven't done it in so long that we're launching you know a new podcast. Oh. When we fired it back up, this is our new start. You know, guys, just just to be clear, I don't know if Rachel and I have really talked to one another since our last podcast. Only in passing, Becca, only in passing. <laughs> it's um it's been a fluster of things but you know it probably has been back at your ranch also it's been a fluster kind of a time but a weird fluster because normally may i mean every may we talk about how crazy it is may mageddon yeah mayhem but it didn't this year in the same way no it took us by surprise but also no matter how much you thought you didn't mean to be quarantined you still came out of it with more of a on we than you <laughs> I feel like it was very hard like to get back up a pace of life it at was, all was, was really treacherous. I went back to school and taught for four weeks and I'll tell you what is not normal. And that is trying to end a school year without finals. Yeah, no Because weird. there's no, like, thing that you're building towards. There's no, and like... And there were no... Usually intense May... Review. Usually May is a non-stop wedding shower, graduation party, right. track event, followed by Grandparents' Day and assemblies and concerts and, and like, everything. And, yeah. And this time, it was just a whole lot of not doing that but you know what it's so weird you know what it felt like you know how sometimes if you get um like weirdly jittery from i don't know like what am i trying to picture where you feel really keyed up but you can't quite put your finger on what the matter is exactly Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. like overly caffeinated or uh, yeah well that sort of I have a where it's a weird I have some kind wisdom of about that. I've a little turmoil before. within. Yeah, I felt like May kind of felt like that, where it wasn't, it wasn't the the huge typhoon that May normally is, but it still was tensions. Not, it, were yeah. in it. <laughs> I f- I felt like it's the thing if you go on a run and you stop and start a bunch, it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. need to get in the zone and keep going mm-hmm. and maybe push yourself a little bit. But to, like, quit and sit down and then to get up and try to run a little yeah. further, you basically yeah. end up spending the whole time in trying to get going. And yeah. that was more what I yeah. felt like we were doing. We were really Yeah. Well, we were, we were having the car crash of, like, back-to-school feeling as well as end-of-school feeling together. going back to school in clothes that you miraculously outgrew and are totally beater. <laughs> All my kids were, like, too tall for their yeah, pants. Yeah. Like, they got a lot of eating and sleeping done during the quarantine, totally. and they came out of it totally. bigger, and they couldn't get in there. And I'm like, I'm not buying any new school no. clothes. Not to mention that Old Navy wasn't even open when they first. No. So how could no. I? If you wanted to, you could No, couldn't. it's so. true. I just, I just felt like, plus there's that sensation that I was just kind of teaching people things until they wandered out the door into their future <laughs> life. You know, it was, there was no sort of like, kaboom, there was your review, and then there's your finals. And I think and all of America, wherever you are now, you're experiencing the weirds. Because mm-hmm. you can't be anywhere without yeah. experiencing that. And right then, now. and then this was good. So our nephew Rory graduated from high school. So at Logos, did, at Logos, to be clear, yeah. has been back at school. So we yeah, had three four weeks, weeks. Four. Well, four. secondary at three. Four. Yeah, and that'll show you what we're talking about. Yeah. We can't tell anymore. And then uh, we had a there was a graduation party for him out at their property, and uh, so. You know, it was just like, hooray, you guys did it. You finished. And um, there's a bonfire. And the fire trucks. It was a big bonfire. But it was also a rainy night. It was was rainy. It was like stormy rainy. And it was on private property. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It was just so fitting Mm -hmm. that the fire department came and 
put it out. It was this is Rory who sells the everything is canceled class yeah. of COVID nineteen yeah. stuff. So you can't. So have it was thought... ideal for him to have a bonfire <laughs> that got canceled on his graduation <laughs> night, canceled by the authorities who came in with fire deterrent. And hosed it down. And I thought the kids were great because there were a bunch of kids yeah. there. And they were so great. They were all staring around the fire and laughing. And they were like, thanks for saving us. I feel like the they all... the firemen looked like they had never felt quite so cheesy before. <laughs> as they, as everyone stood around the, the bonfire and they waded into it to put it down. But also, it wasn't even a bonfire by the time they came. It was like embers on the ground. Yeah. But it was like a big pile of embers and they stomped around in there with their hoses. Oh, they really put it out. Put it out. With the foam and stuff. And it was so funny because yeah. it was just like, well, thanks for that, guys. Thanks for that. And But I feel like even in the moment, everyone knew this is right. This is perfect. This is the perfect end. We couldn't have done anything better than this. Like, and I, it is true that they, their property is up. It was a non-fire hazard yeah. bonfire, but their property is up where there had been some lightning earlier. So it is really possible that people called in the fire because yeah. it looked like maybe a shed was burning or maybe, something. Maybe, I don't know. You know but... So however the fire department got there, they were... <laughs> They saw it through to the end. <laughs> but they didn't look like they really were pleased with themselves either. They were sort of sheepishly scuffing around in the bonfire. While, while everyone's like... And somebody yelled like, Everything is cancelled! Like, <laughs> class of COVID-19! <laughs> That was on Saturday, and then Ben and I had an anniversary yesterday. And congrats um... on that! <laughs> Mom told me that last night, and I was like, "All right, hi guys, hi." Um, yeah, was there? You want to be featured on the podcast for a quick minute? <laughs> um, no, so it was our anniversary yesterday. But it's like, not only is it a Sunday, when nothing's open anyway. It was just kind of like, well... Oh, everything's hello, so... Ben. And everything's so dumb. Happy anniversary. Preventing us from getting ill. They just keep unreasonable hours. That Everything's yeah, closing no, at even, like four and a half. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know. There was really nothing to do Who about anything. Who to go to Walmart before no. then? I don't. Does it close at four? No, but it's abominably early. early. It's yeah. like eight. It's just uh-huh. that time when you really feel it, it's unfair, is the night before someone's birthday that happened to me because we oh, had two birthdays in April. Yeah. And I noticed it two times that I was yeah. like, You're, you can't do this. You can't close the Walmart at seven or whatever time. <laughs> I know, it was. when you still need a balloon. I um, still needed a balloon and a gift bag. I needed I needed yeah. that. And they were shutting themselves down. Yeah, anyway. I know. Anyway, so Lots we, of complaints there. Yeah, I'm just I saying, told, so we swizzled on through May. We got that And done. now we've moved on from the fear of the virus to just burning and looting our cities. So... Right? We've seamlessly... We're suddenly <laughs> no longer concerned about the resurgence of coronavirus. Well, and I was noticing that I, yesterday I'd been like, oh, maybe we could just go up to Spokane no. for our anniversary. And I was like, Yo but... Can't. There's not really anything. Everything's closed there, too, so it's not like it's be interesting. Yeah. But only think if we'd gone there, because last yeah. night they had a big Shazam in Spokane and had to bring the National Guard out because we're looting Nike, the Nike store. Or they began the looting. It sounded to me like Spokane was especially spicy with, with anti... that we had people open carrying their weapons protesting the rioting. I mean, that can't be. That's not a safety first situation right there. Moscow kept it slightly tamer last night and uh, somebody spray painted an obscenity on the Canon press. <laughs> Canon and Roman Roads in the church, right? Like some little... The church got tagged with an Antifa sign on the back door. And then... That was about it. That was our... <laughs> <laughs> that was our big crime run in Moscow. <laughs> Well, the reality of it all, it reminds me of, um, 
was telling Becca earlier before I just saw some uh, post. You know, you watch the kind of dumpster fire that happens on social media. Oh, and somebody it's says just... somebody's like, we must not stay silent. We must protest mm-hmm. against this. And then somebody else says, I hope you're not staying silent about the unjust damage done to businesses. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then the first person will come back in and I see you think buildings matter more than lives. Right. And and it's right. like guys, we can't make a talk together that makes sense at all. And and it made me think of that microcosmos um you know that movie about the insects that yeah. we saw so long ago? Yeah. There was that one time where there's a long string of caterpillars, caterpillars. And they're heading somewhere. And they're diligently going. And they're just like head tail, to tail. Head to tail. It's like just a straight line yeah. of caterpillars. The little caterpillar line marching Through the up. dirt. Going, 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 going. And then you're watching them going, and then another line of caterpillars comes in from the side. And it, like, runs into the solid stream of the first caterpillars. And it can't figure out how to keep going, because its job is clearly to go forward. And it runs into new caterpillars. And so there's a bit of a dust-up with them kind of like not sure you know what to do next and and they get into this weird caterpillar shuffle but they clearly are deeply compelled to be in a single file caterpillar line and going somewhere like for some reason this is what matters that they do and after you watch this up close confusing traffic time with the caterpillars Mm -hmm. it slowly pans out It pans out. You remember oh, this, Oh, I Shirley. do. Oh, I do. It pans back out to the big picture, and you see that the caterpillars, for all that, are just marching in a big circle in the dirt. <laughs> They're just in a loop. For like, all of their different ideas about who should go where, and when can we intervene in this other line, and then it's just, it's just one circle of caterpillars. Just... Uh, who knows how yeah. long they were going to no. keep at that before one of them thought that there might be something else out <laughs> that there. They might have been here before. But just an endless swivel in the dirt seems to be what we're doing on social media. Well, like, no direct, there's nothing's happening. I'll tell you that I just don't care about looking at social media right now because there's well, nothing I'll tell you why. of profit. It's depressing. That's yeah. why. When you run into the kind of comment thread that I was talking about, it yeah. is it is a huge explosion of people just emoting as though that is an argument or as though that makes it true which, or as though, which, you know. I think, could we just pause and say, this is why I think we make such a big deal all the time about keep a handle on your emotions and teach your children to keep and a handle on their emotions. And when you say keep a handle on it, what we mean by that is submit them your to God. Submit, yeah, exactly. Because because Christians should be really good at holding up our own feelings to objective truth, and that yep. that's something we should be doing all the time. Is saying so here I have these feelings. Yeah. When I put them in an overlay with what God says, which mm-hmm. of my feelings have to go? Like where? Yeah. What do I need yeah. to let go of? Yeah, and like, are you shocked and horrified? At the murder of, oh, I'm going to get Floyd. Floyd. Yes, you should it's be. Like, okay. It's awful. Now, how does one handle a genuine feeling like that? How would God have you handle it? Would it be by burning down the Kmart near you? Would it be best to show your outrage through theft? No. Would it be good to punish? No, the answer is to no. To punish an innocent passerby. Actually, I saw one um, guy said something really on point in the middle of all this, but that is that there is no difference between the cop and the looters because both of them are preying on innocence. And mm-hmm. that is the thing that you need to stand well, behind. That's what, and Dad the, said that in his blog post that he just said they want to show their tribal loyalty. Like they're wanting people are wanting to show their loyalty to Floyd, but they're showing their loyalty to the cop. Because right. he's the one who was lawless. He's right. the one who did something yeah 
wicked that he should not have done. And Although by going out say, to go do lawless and wicked deeds, you show which team yeah. you're wanting to but be I on. But I will also say, it looks in every way horrifying. Mm-hmm. But we don't actually, or I pray that we won't, historically we haven't lived in a nation that just abides by lynch mobs as yeah. our justice system. No, we have had lynch mobs yeah. before, but that's not how we try criminals. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the rule of law and justice is so important. And for all these people shouting about justice, they don't know what justice looks like. Well, because it looks like getting your day in court and having witnesses did you and an see impartial that? jury yeah. and everything else. Did you see that clip of the people yelling at someone in the grocery store to get they didn't have a mask it's a bunch of people bullying someone out of a grocery store who didn't have a mask but all these adults like yelling at her and pointing at her and crowding her it was awful it was a really horrific looking time okay and but like they think they're being real righteous there like they're uh-huh. feeling yeah. very pleased with themselves for enforcing something yeah. great. Yeah. But it's but the weird part about that is that that's not like that's exactly what we say we're opposed to in schools. Yeah. Like we don't want bullying. Right. And one of the things about the rule of law is that you have to imagine if you were the falsely accused. Yep. Not if you don't like the person who's being accused right yep. now, but rather yep. there's a reason that the statues of justice, she is blindfolded. Yeah. Because I should that know. is a really important I should piece. know who said this. Who said it that the about a political system like that it should right. be whichever place you're born into it. Like Like when you're thinking about an ideal political system, you should not know what part what of position you would be you born, would be born, born in. into. Yeah. Yes. And I don't even know who said it, and I'm sure it's a very famous thing. But I the don't point... know. It feels like one of those de Tocqueville kinds of things. Yeah. But I don't think it is. I'm just no. saying it's one. But, it's... but my point is that that's a thing of like any kind of social justice or here's a big new way. You have to realize that everybody, you have to think about what's what's right and what's fair. Should be fair for right. all the people involved. Right. And nobody... Well, nobody being the... I mean, us. We don't think that the justice system is perfect. No. But, they, but the, where it has not been good has been where it already was deviating from, from where it's the already been principles corrupted. of justice. Yeah. So yeah. corrupting it further is not going to make it more just. It's just going to get us further away from right. justice at all. And I just think, yeah, the, the justice system has many corruptions I'm sure Mm -hmm. embedded in it but I'll tell you that I don't know of a single virtue embedded in the social media mob rule kind of thing like what good does that do it's people going off half cocked with incomplete information about something that happened on the other side of the world that they actually know nothing about despite the fact could you be brought in as an expert witness and I'll and actually I'll tell you because our own church community has has had its day in the sun oh, of being word. accused of things that we didn't do or whatever. We feel I think that I have had personal conversations with people who are across the world. I mean all the way across the country, uh-huh. wherever, long way away, who are speaking about my life. Yeah. As though they are the expert authority <laughs> and the witness on it to tell me exactly what's what. So, yeah. like, saying yeah. things like, I know that secretly, that actually secretly your husband, uh, t- I don't know, what was it she told me? That my husband actually didn't even love me. He was just afraid Scared of my of dad. dad. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, tell me more. Someone I've never <laughs> met. I mean, like, I don't you actually know, need your we, expert witness. We might have talked about this. this before. We probably have. But we've had some pretty special rumors go around about our church and our family and everything. It helps you to not believe the Google when Gosh. you can Google the thing about you that I'll makes tell no you, sense. it's made me basically decide, yeah, I don't believe any of these breathless reports about <laughs> anything because... The, my favorite one, though, <laughs> my I think this one just always has a special place. And nobody can track down the origin of this rumor. But it was believed by many. And that was that in our church, <laughs> you are forced to make your own toothbrush. I think, I think <laughs> if you're not doing that, do you even believe the Bible? <laughs> but, like, 
who knows where that started or why or why people chose to pass it uh, on and believe it. I don't, I don't know. know. You know, I don't it, know. It's there, but it's weird to have someone tell you as though because they spent too much time on the internet reading false reports about you yeah. that they are actually more informed than you are about right. your life. Right. And it's a really interesting dynamic. But I, but I do want to say in all of this that the thing. So somebody did message me wanting me to talk about social justice in that, you know, kind of like you have to speak out now, whatever. (coughs) And I think that this is really important is that I was like, listen, I am already doing every possible thing I can think of that will actually help solve this problem. And that is that we're working really hard to try to get people to read the word of God. And that the only hope for reconciliation and the only hope for justice or unity or peace is in Christ. There's no, there's no like social action that we can do that Uh will fix all of this. And, and in some ways as our, it seems like we're really losing things in our culture that we cared about you know like there's structure coming apart and crazy stuff happening and it's just really important that Christians not be scaredy cats at a time like this but instead see it as such a gospel opportunity like this is a moment where people are coming to the total end of their own ideas about how to get anything done you know it's like absolutely awful what's happening yep and it is not the time for Christians to run around trying to not anger anyone. But, you know, like to frantically try to... Man, what it, what would you even call that? Pandering to mobs or running around? Like trying to, mm-hmm. trying to not be a target instead of trying to actually share the gospel at a time like See, that? See, the thing is, the gospel is the only possible answer to the cycle of vengeance. And the cycle of vengeance is like never satisfied because no. what I mean, when will our, it be? your impulse somebody jostles you your imppulse is never to jostle them back but a little bit less than they did it's always you don't, you're gonna mm-hmm. put some top spin on it and it's then they're an gonna escalation. be like they're gonna be like that's not fair I didn't hit you that I hard didn't. and so they're gonna ram you back and then you're gonna I was get just out you're talking to my you know, kids about one of their golden eras one of the things we found out was happening <laughs> Among the children types, okay. which was when we found out that our children had instituted some kind of a hot plan of paybacks. Oh where, no! Yeah, I think it last. I think it was about seventy-five seconds that that went on. But by the time we found, they all knew what a payback yeah, was. Okay. It was like if you hit someone before they could tell on you, you'd be like. You can give me a payback, like oh, like let them hit you back, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in order to keep from being found out what you'd been doing down right. in the playroom, you right. know, Good. quick hustle and give me a payback. Yeah. And, um, which was hilarious anyways, because what, what they're doing is basically like, I can take it. It's still really worth hitting you or it's worth yeah. biting you or whatever they were doing. <laughs> Whatever evil deeds they were accomplishing in that uh-huh. time than uh-huh. offering payback. Yeah, but, but the it thing doesn't is, like it doesn't when it fix escalates anything. like that, it the only thing that happens in a very sort of Anglo Saxon Beowulfy kind of a way is those blood feuds end with everyone dead. Oh that's yeah. it. Everyone's mm-hmm. dead. And the only thing that can fix that is the gospel. But I feel like all of the sort of impulse of some of the some of the Christians who are trying to hustle over to this side and and hold their coats for them as they burn down buildings because mm. because you know justice or other Christians who want to hustle over to the other side. And and the thing is you can't take sides in a fleshly sinful wicked vengeance that's no, fueled that's, by hatred. And that's the thing is that what many Christians are seeing is that you can't they feel like you have to take sides with which sin was worse and so you have to take like they feel like you have to take sides in a wicked squabble yeah right like but the whole thing is wicked yeah both sides of this are wicked there is no like 
And and so as much as you have to side with someone who was innocent, who was killed by a cop who was not innocent, you have to side with an innocent shop owner who was being de- yeah. having their livelihood destroyed because of no particular or people killed in the rioting. Basically, or... the and in the end, in the end, the reason that Christians don't need to try to track all of this and try to side here and there with everyone is because we side with Christ. Then it actually puts all of it to death. Which Just is this a call whole thing. To lay down your arms. Lay and... down your arms. And what's more than that is that to think about it in terms of side with Christ means not siding with our flesh. Right? It means yep. it means to be like, actually, we're gonna the with the only ever totally innocent victim in the entire world, that's who we side with. Yep. And and it's just and he so was important. the one who was crucified by mob justice and, and both mob and police and and yeah it was like the a respectable police and authorities the mob. and the mob and the whole thing was corrupt and the church and the, everyone in there about not very many people who were really <laughs> sad about it at the time right like yeah. a, a massive. Yeah. Underdog unit of people yeah. who were like, what on earth? This is so tragic. And even they who loved him and knew him did not realize what a victory that was. Like yeah. they did not realize at that time that they were winning. And I would also say if you're feeling really, really wound up by all this, obviously if you live in a place where it's a real hot spot and this is right outside your door, you have an imminent issue yeah. and you've got to deal with it that way. But if you're living off in a nice, rural, peaceful hamlet somewhere and you're glued to your your social media watching all the atrocities and just being wound up and scared and stressed and wondering what's going to happen, I just feel like it is such a perfect time to just trust God, be grateful that he's in control, and know uh-huh. that noth- none of this is outside. something that is outside of his control or something that we don't deserve because mm-hmm. boy golly do we ever I actually thought so we started the same page summer Bible reading challenge today, today. and one of the great things of course is that the the timing God's timing is wonderful that the reality is that one of the central themes of the New Testament is racial reconciliation and yep. and and that we need to be reading our bibles not not just sort of thinking back on things we heard about at once and yep. thinking that that's sufficient. And one of the things that I was thinking today is if you start, there's no way that you can be so naive as to think that this won't be like, for instance, whatever strength we need to be faithful Christians today, I believe it's safe to say our children in all likelihood need more. Right. And so this is a good time to be bringing your children Practice. to the world, to the, to the world, to the <laughs> word as they can't help but be in the world. <laughs> but bringing that, like, like thinking in terms of how strong will we need to be as Christians? A lot stronger than we are currently. Like, let's, let's just dig into what God has given us. And not, and don't think that in order to engage with what's happening in the world around you, you need to be wading through the news stories 24-7. Right. You need to be in the Word, and you need to be being faithful with what's right in front of you. And, and remember that what pleases God is a gentle and quiet spirit. And that's not the same thing. Everybody seems to miss that one. But it doesn't mean don't talk. It means your spirit is quiet. And I always like these are the times when you're compared to a lake, like the yeah. really early morning water where it's just yeah. so glassy and still. And these are the times when your soul and your spirit are tempted to be having a, a major choppy, choppy time. Wind with and little white caps on the lake everywhere. <laughs> the lake of white right. caps. And so it's just like trust God and, and this is a a perfect chance to do that thing, which is do you think God's in control? Do you think he sees this? And pray. I mean, uh-huh. pray that our nation would repent. I mean, I don't know how much more it's going to take before we notice how badly we like need we'll to be repent. We'll bottoming out pretty soon, but the reality is we can go pretty low before people. Mm-hmm. I, I, one thing I love about that idea of a gentle and quiet spirit being like a calm lake or something is the, the 
that still water accurately reflects what's happening yep. around it. It's yep. it's actually it's actually honest yep. in a way, whereas things that are really turbulent, you know, yeah, it's just not you're not gonna get any wisdom out of no. that. And I just think the reality is that God called you to where you are in this time and in this place for a reason, right? And it's not so that you can come unglued. No. And get wisdom. And shout at people virtually yeah. or for real. No. It's... And the thing is, you have, we still have our lives and our duties and all the things that he's put in front of us to do. And it's, do it's we good work. So much to do. And so, I don't know, flustering around is not productive. Really. No, I was actually thinking about how the body of Christ, you know, there's just a lot of different ways to be looking at that analogy but the body of Christ being we all have different gifts and we're called to different places with different mm-hmm. abilities and different mm-hmm. and that there are so many layers of the body like local little church bodies that mm-hmm. function together but there's the one body the the bride of Christ and how there's so much going on there but it was making I was thinking how many Christians today seem committed to trying to be the immune system of the church, but they are functionally <laughs> the autoimmune disorder of the body of Christ. Like, where if you feel that you've been called to accuse everybody else, uh, that's actually an autoimmune okay. disorder. It's not. It's not actually helping the yeah, body. The spirit of accusation is not a good one in in the scriptures. No, the person who does that is, is Satan. Satan. Yeah. So, I we do joke about this at our house that. Because it's like, oh, snap, who's the accuser? Because, like, who you mm-hmm. sounding like right now, yeah. if you're the one, well, you always step on my toes when I'm not wearing. <laughs> it's like, oops, oops, doodles. <laughs> We're talking like the wrong team right here. Right. We are accusing the brethren. Yeah, and it's always, I don't know, especially in, in big, big things like this, it is good to take a look-see at the full-grown, flourishing weed and then look around and say, do I have any seedlings of that around my house uh-huh. that I could just tug out uh-huh. right now while they're small and handleable Probably. before it reaches the level of burning down the cities? But the, um, <laughs> but the thing is that... that um, the burning down the cities or we'll just spirit, put it on the other side in a sort of pompous authority swagger bossy situation both of those exactly the the authority um, going to the head like a crazy drunkenness yes where because i have a badge anything i do is okay i am your mother so anything I decide to say, do, what, or shriek... Whatsoever I say <laughs> shall be followed. Yeah. But but the, um, yeah, the power trippy authority or the getting maybe angry at something that your mother-in-law said to you over the weekend and so you're a brat to your husband mm. in a totally misplaced sort of... <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's there's the you got mad at this over here so you unleashed or over or this you're, direction. You were just looking for a fight so you're going to yell mm-hmm. at the poor barista. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. And and that looking for a fight, you know, that's an interesting it's one. It's a catharsis desire. It is a desire for a catharsis, but it isn't it's not like anybody does anybody really enjoy it? I don't know. But I told you recently, I think, on the last podcast that I was realizing that the desire to think off at people <laughs> at the last moment before having a hospitality oh, time, yeah. that that I was thinking about that exact thing because I don't like it. I hate yeah. it when I do that. No, so it's you're the worst. Like, you're like, why? It is the worst. Why, when I hate it so much, do you sometimes actually feel, feel it coming up and yeah. welling up in your chest like you're just, but I would like to let it rip for a second. You it know, is, like I would like to just say some pithy things to the people gathered here <laughs> about what I think of them. And it and, is like just deciding to squirt the honey on the it. floor just yeah, for exactly. no reason. It makes no sense. It's like I'd like to egg my own house. Well, why? Because you're going <laughs> But then, of course, that's that Proverbs that a foolish woman tears her house down with her own hands, right? right. Like that, that impulse 
is destructive. Right. And yet, for whatever reason, when you're in the grip of being a fool, you kind of want to go do that. And I, <laughs> and I was thinking about it. And I thought, I actually think it's a pride thing more than, more than, um, I think because I hate it so much, I don't know why I would ever right. do it. Right. So like, I, cause I truly do hate it and I hate it for days after the fact, if you've done that, because you're like, I said I was sorry, but I still can't believe that that even right. came upon me. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I just was thinking about that. Part of that is it's some other satisfaction that you're getting. It's trying to make yourself feel better than the situation. Like I, yeah. I am the kind of person who would have had a organized home if you all weren't here. Yeah. And, but I think it's that not rewarding though. I can tell there's you it a won't thing pay off that you do when you are not feeling like you're achieving real well yourself. Yeah. You would like to see yourself achieving and the easiest, shortest road sometimes is by telling everyone else how much worse they are. So it's like, it's so that it sort of like, I will seem taller if I slice them all off at the socks. I wrote a chapter. If only I had the book here on hand, then I could know what I said in it. But (laughs) it is the mean boss in Fit to Burst. And that was something that I noticed a long time ago was that I wasn't sure why I acted two parts in my own life which is that I am the boss who is very rude about the employee <laughs> and I am the employee who can't live up to the boss's standards. <laughs> I'm both yeah. at one time. Yeah. I yeah. fill both of these roles mm-hmm. and sometimes I go swerving into the mean boss where you yeah. want to just be like, and I'm dropping the ball here and I can't believe I didn't do that. And I hate that I am such a lazy worker about this. And you know, you have a long mm-hmm. inventory, but when you do that, when you're like accusing yourself and kind of angry at your own self, it's actually an indulgence in your own pride. Like I'm better yeah. than this. I'm better yeah. than this situation. Yeah. And when yeah. you're the, the bad employee complaining about the boss, <laughs> it's, you're trying to make an excuse. You right. know what I mean? Like these are, right. and that's an interesting thing about being a homemaker is that for the most part, you are both, you set the goals, you make how, how complicated the food is, is Uh up to you. How much you try to keep your house clean is sort of your own decision. So you have ample opportunity to be all the people in the story. Well, and I was, um, I spoke at the graduation on Saturday. So as I was trying to write my speech, I was thinking about how much we, the you know the mirror of the word when you're supposed to look into the mirror of the word a mirror is i mean there it is tells you the truth right there mm. and we do Pretty bad news can be found do, in a mirror <laughs> yeah you just look right in there and there it is and <laughs> and we kind of prefer the selfie angles the instagram filters mm. the lighting that this and that the word is so more that, like the accidental selfie mode <laughs> <laughs> yes it is but we all you know like people find their best angle and the filter that they like that makes them look so you know duck lip whatever yeah. and um and they have their preferred lighting that they like to see themselves in and the, the perfect this and that. And that's the excuses that we give ourselves. It's like we don't want to yeah. just look straight in the mirror. We want to faff Let's about a with nice a lot haze. of other things. Let's put a haze And then this. we get ourselves into the angle we much prefer to see. And then we'll yeah. look at that one. And then you know. we'll be like... Look at that other person that looks <laughs> terrible compared to how great I'm looking. Yeah, but I just mean that like just... I've said this on the podcast before. There's very few things that are healthier than accidentally having your phone in a selfie mode. (laughs) It's so funny. And when that happens to you, I really hope you stop and revel in it for a quick second. Because it is exactly the revealing some part of yourself that you just, great goodness, never wanted to see. No. Like, never. And because you never don't want to Never in a million it, years have you meant to have yeah. a deadpan face and then film yourself from below your chin while you're... Because th- I remember this especially being funny when you're going to take a picture of a little kid. Oh, because yeah. Because you pull up your camera and you're, like, always angling it down because you're trying yeah. to get someone yeah. who's short 
and yeah. then it's accidentally looking at you mm-hmm. at your chin and up your nose and yeah. you're stunned yeah. by what you see. But the thing is is like when you see one of those things you would prefer to not see. So what do you do? You delete the photo and you don't look again. Yeah. It's not the same thing as fixing the problem. Run! Run! <laughs> it's not like we don't we don't like identify and sort the problem as much as we try to pretend we didn't see it. <laughs> It's of course it's a little different because talking about a physically unflattering thing, there's no reason to loiter no, and hate no. your neck and <laughs> and get whizzed up about right. you know that would be ungodly right. to probably right. get too self-absorbed about it. But but it is yeah, true. But how weird would it be to see some gum in your hair and just decide to, to ignore delete, it, delete that photo because I don't yeah, like I nobody don't like cares. It. Let's not show that to the world. Yeah. 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 Anyways, the, all of this is to say not to become really introspective, but to look to Christ because yep. that's the whole point. Anytime we look to ourselves, whether it's for our own justice systems or our own success and things to be proud of, like anytime we look to ourselves, it's going to end in despair and tragedy mm-hmm. and hatred, mm-hmm. dark times and burning yep. buildings. That's yep. what we do. And murder. I mean, it just, it just will. Yep. But there we go. Oh, that is solved. That well, we sorted that out, guys. <laughs> Woo! So, Rach, it's summertime. What are you going to be cooking? Oh, this is the challenge. You know, it's like well, we we went on a binge of Chinese foods uh, because of Rory's graduation. Yeah, we did Chinese yeah. food. So my kids have been making steam buns. And Tell me about the steam buns, because I did not eat one at your party. Why not, Becca? Because I had a huge amount of other things that I was eating. Well, the steam buns is a very unique, unique Asian thing. Yeah, what where, is it? Well, I don't feel like a real professional speaker out of the steam <laughs> bun, but it is a bread that you cook by steaming, and it is full of, uh, so the one that we did was full it's a pork a seasoned pork inside a bun that then you cook it by steaming so it's very soft and pillowy like a very okay but I find it intriguing anyways because when you're sort of a Asian ravioli maybe no because I think they come closer to ravioli yeah because ravioli is more like the dumplings and the and like the mm. gyozas would be the Japanese things that we made. Anyways, the no. I love the gyozas. Yeah, well, the steam bun was hilarious because I find it kind of fascinating. I watched this girl. I did it off of a YouTube person's recipe. Okay. All right. And she makes this dough that's like yeast and sugar and flour and water. Okay. That's it. No salt. Okay. Not so very sort much of a sugar. Sweet dough? Not very much sugar. It's a little bit of sugar, but still, it's not like a really sweet dough. It's just no salt in it. But okay. then the filling is very salty because it's soy sauce and all okay. this stuff. So whatever. But when you're making this dough, you are not thinking to yourself, "This is going to be pillowy and soft." That has right. you do not get that vibe from <laughs> this dough. You roll it all up. Oh, it's a baby horse. I know. I was How looking cute. at the baby horse. I missed horse. it earlier. Uh, so then you put it in the... Um, after it rises for like an hour and a half. This was the part where I was like, hang on. I've never treated a dough like this in my whole life. It rises for an hour and a half. And then she's like, now you have to push all the air bubbles out of it. Whoa. So after it has risen... You now knead it with a vengeance. And she keeps having you slice it open to check that there's no air pockets left anymore. Which is weird. You do all that. Apparently, it helps them to be uniform air pockets. Okay. And it gets uniform. So you knead it like crazy. And then you roll it out into a little circle. And then you put the pork in it. And then you pleat the top shut. And then Mm -hmm. you steam them. That's how you cook them in steam. But weirdly, they are delicious. 
But even weirder is I'm pretty sure if you baked that dough, it would be like the world's loserest pizza crust ever. <laughs> like, because yeah. you're like a little bit of sugar, like no salt. Yeah. It would just be terrible. Yeah. But it's good in a steam bun. Okay. So that was interesting. Right. And then I also did hand pulled um, noodles. Oh, yeah. Those were good. I had those. Yeah, they. I don't think I like to eat those very much, but I don't like to eat them very much when we have bought them in other places. But I do sure. deeply like to make them. That, that's fun. That's a joy. Making them is really fun. And this was the Alton Brown, not Alton Brown, but Serious Eats recipe where you use nutritional yeast in the... It's a high gluten... <laughs> it's, a, it's hard to concentrate. Yeah, there's somebody doing an interesting arm workout coming towards us anyways it's uh <laughs> it is a funny arm worked out so it's hard to look elsewhere anyways the um it's a high gluten flour and then you add nutritional yeast which is a gluten relaxer oh, okay so you end up with this dough that behaves like silly putty kind of oh, like it's okay. really interesting okay. and funny and that was fun so we did that but that's not what i'm going to be making all you're the time you're not going to go on a real no. kick of... we did a little bit of that we did it saturday and sunday that we made steam buns and hand pulled noodles. Oh, you made more on Sunday, huh? Yeah, we did. And nice. then we did that. And then now, but I don't know what else I'm going to cook. You don't have any, like, big, exciting summertime feasts, feasts planned? Feasts, yeah. Uh, no, do you have that planned? No, I was hoping you'd give yeah. me a good idea. No. I, I've been planting my garden like a crazy person, and I have really, I'm hopeful that this mm-hmm. year... I'll get the whole thing, like, actually sort of, sort of together. I bought two more artichoke plants because I'm a per, on a perennial quest to grow the artichokes. And we'll see if this is the year of the artichoke for that, me. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't have any really hot ideas on the food yet. So I need to probably get myself oriented the kids chloe made a sourdough the king arthur flour sourdough chocolate cake it's unbelievably good okay you know should you want to report on my sourdough i do well i'll tell you since since the time that we ended quarantining and went to school i've not made it but i've kept my starter alive that's important i have sometimes it was a near miss. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how long you can go without feeding it. but Pretty long. Is it I in your accident- No, it's in my kitchen just on mm-hmm. the shelf. But I, I think I managed to go three days once without Put some just in case it. you should store some. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm teaching it to be hardy and strong and no, push I know, through but the you hard can times. freeze some or you can dry some flakes of it and so mm. you can store it. Well, uh, everything went weird. I told you about my weird time. I made sourdough for the last soup night that I did mm-hmm. and it was the strangest. I never did figure out what on earth I even did with any of that and it was huge and extreme amounts of dough and I can't figure out why and anyway but that was the last time I made it and that was the second day of yeah. school. Yeah, so, so you do need to so get So now back I need to, to get back in the groove of churning out some sourdough. One of the best recipes also is King Arthur overnight waffles or pancakes where mm-hmm. you mix okay. the sourdough starter with some buttermilk. I uh, can't remember if there's anything else in it the night before. Okay. And then you mix it up the next day and it is unbelievably well, good waffles. I was in the mood to make some baguettes the other day and I was like, oh, I should see if there's sourdough baguettes. And I looked at King Arthur flour recipe mm-hmm. and it was weird and strange and it required two cups of sourdough starter and I was like how can you possibly have two cups of sourdough starter that's I don't have two cups of it it's a lot of cups <laughs> <laughs> so in order to get that you just don't discard it you feed it if you're gonna make something like that you just you just yeah, but this it. was like not that much as far as like baguettes go so it was like, not that many baguettes. And, and then you needed fresh yeast also. And then you needed gluten. Like, separately. Vital wheat gluten. I don't know. I was like, mm. well, never mind about any of this. This all seems really perverse. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course it is very perverse. <laughs> I have a lot going on 
for my I have an ungodly amount of things that I intend to get done this summer. So basically, okay. it's the first day of summer, and I already feel like it's over, and I missed it. You missed it. I missed well, it. I need to crowdsource this one, you guys. I am trying, like, as hard as I can to buy two slabs of marble, but the whole universe is conspiring against me. Because somebody mm. out there, do you have I two slabs like, of marble? Is I anyone like out I've there a working. stone fabricator that would be willing to order the marble for me? This is the problem. It's really annoying. Yeah, no hope for that. Huh? I can't. It's like, it's like, mmm. Anyway, but we're, we're making progress in our kitchen and we just want the marble slabs and we'll cut them and install them. But the problem is the stone yards don't sell to individuals and the fabricators don't make their money off the stone they make it off of the fabricating which means that they are not motivated to help me at all so i don't know it's it's causing me to stall out hmm. i need somebody out there who's a source who can mail me two huge slabs of marble <laughs> i know which slabs i want Becca, to become, i know where they become are become the change that you want to see know, in the world i know you become the stone the, yard the two slabs, slabs, slabs of marble to people they're in boise and I just need to drive down there and just look bribe sad. Someone, look sad bribe and someone see if they'll just it. let me drive home with them. But yeah, it's all times very, are tough all over. I know. That's my. That's why I'm feeling behind this summer is because I've been trying this for like two months. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get mm -hmm. these two slabs of marble, and I can't make it work. But that's why I feel like the summer's over, and I haven't even got my countertops on. Mm. But it's only June 1st. Yeah, There's we'll be time. all right. We'll get out There's of here. There's time. My, I'm really facing the wild west of the yard that isn't right now. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my word. We mm -hmm. have to figure something out here. Yeah. But I don't know how we will do that. But we're going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. wish us luck. Yeah. All right. And. I'm wishing myself some luck. And oh, I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip. Do it. Although, for all, a lot of you are not. Like, we're weird that our kids were at school at all. So, I know yes. that this is like yes. we're living our different life. But, I still did this last summer and I thought it was great. I wrote up a bunch of questions for my kids and had them fill out a summer survey. Oh. And at the beginning of summer where I asked them things like, what's something that you wish you knew how to do but you've never bothered to okay. make yourself learn or what's something you want yeah. to practice what's a book you should have read by now but haven't yeah, right uh and so I got that survey done at the beginning of the year and that was that was handy to refer yeah, to that's when great when those times happen where you have some child who's like I don't even know what to do today you're like yeah. what did you put on your what did you put as yeah. a thing that you wished you spent more time working on that's and really fun. Then that was handy. It was that's a, a handy idea. thing to reference. Good idea. Yeah. So that's what I recommend you do. And good awesome. luck to you all. All right. Yes. Until next time. And, and hopefully join us. next time will be sooner than now. Nah, it'll be a whole new stretch. podcast next time. <laughs> a whole new kind. All right. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of What Have You. This audio is brought to you in part by New St. Andrews College. Are you wondering if any college will be open this fall? Look no further than New St. Andrews College. Graduating leaders who shape culture, living faithfully under the Lordship of Jesus Christ.